We are live, live. Hello, hello, Bestie. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Hi, my shy town BFF. I know, I know. So excited, so excited. And this is the Broke Up with Religion podcast. That kind of like just saying it, it's like duh, 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 right. It kind of reminds me when we posted about it. It was like, okay, it's real now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's absolutely real. Absolutely. Um, this is something that is very near and dear to the both of our hearts um, because we were both raised in the church. Absolutely. Right? Right? And, and in the church, um, you will learn that there is a difference between religion and a relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think that um, the definitions of it, when you're in it, you don't really think there's a difference. Right. Until you step back and then you watch and you learn other, you know, just you learn. And as you learn and you evolve as a person, I think Mm -hmm. then begin to realize, okay, there is a difference between having a relationship with, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, maybe we should start off, we are believers in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> First and foremost, that's so important. That, right. That's like the key, right? That's the key. We are Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And I'll say that like that because I want people to understand that we don't necessarily, we didn't, we grew up in the modern Western, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I was Southern Baptist. So. Yes. Yes, so we grew up in the religious world, and so mm-hmm. it is about the religion. And now that we are adults and we're mothers, and we are, you know, we are in the 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 business world, we begin to live a little. I think the old folks used to say, "Just live a little." <laughs> right, right, the absolutely. The more we begin to live, the more we're realizing that there's more to it than just the religion. Yes, Re- religion will keep you bound. Absolutely. Which is which is why we're here because at one point the both of us were bound. Absolutely. And you don't know when you're in the midst that yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's fair to say, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had I had no idea because I was just going based upon really what I was told. Yeah. And I didn't give myself that opportunity to have that experience. Absolutely. And I think that, like you say, that. The Bible says that who the sun sets free, he's free indeed. Free indeed, right. So we've been talking, you and I personally have been talking a lot about freedom lately. And that's just been a key word for us for 2019, 2020. Is <laughs> and yeah. like you say, I think that it, it doesn't matter what you're bound to. When you're bound, you don't know that you're bound. No. Whether you are in a abusive relationship or if you're in a toxic friendship or if you're mm-hmm. You're in a job situation or just in a religious environment, you don't know that you're bound. But when right. the Lord sets you free and you know you're free, you're like, well, you're it's like your eyes are now open and you can mm-hmm. see from the other side. And so I, I think that this platform is gonna help so many people to be able to see on the other side. Not to say that they'll no longer believe in God after this. No, if, if anything, your relationship with God, I hope, gets deeper. 
I hope it develops a little bit more because now we can see God without all of the, the smoke in the mirror. Exactly. Yeah. That's that was a mouthful. Ain't it so girl? Why did I not take notes? Should <laughs> <laughs> have been taking notes. This has been in my mental for a while. And so when we right. talked about doing this, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I'm ready to get this out because I'm in a very healthy place. I think you yes. can't this conversation until you're healthy and we've talked about that too like we both are in a healthier mental space without mm-hmm. and so i think that if we weren't healthy we we should not be having this conversation exactly exactly and i think like to even go deeper um there are levels to health yeah right so we're not trying to say that you won't you won't struggle we're not trying to say that you won't have difficulty, but when your mind is free, so your mind gets free before you get free physically. Absolutely, absolutely. I was in church free. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sitting in there looking around like, mm-hmm. not that I'm better than anybody, God, no. If anything, it, God showed me like all of my errors during the process right. of sitting in church like, I need God more than I need religion. Right. And once I realized that, like you say, like when you get that mental portion t- taken care of, you are you are able to now bring other people to the light. And I don't want to take people from church. I don't want to take people from those walls. If that's what you're comfortable with and that's what you love, don't. I, that's not the goal. The goal for me is to set people mentally free. Right. Absolutely. So you can enjoy it in a different way. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you know. It, with both of us having children, yes. it's so very important that they see our freedom. They may not understand our path. They may not understand the things that we've gone through, but they have to see the freedom on the other side. My my youngest daughter made a comment to me the other day, and she said, uh, we're talking about a situation, and she said, Mommy, now that you're on the other side of it, you're happier, wow. right? I, I like this mom. And then it made me think, wow. So she was experiencing that other person. Yeah. No, thanks. Can't go back. Can't go back to that. I can't. And I think for me, um, I'm getting there. I'm I'm, I'm getting there to where my children are now seeing and going, okay, she's different. But at first, I had to go through the rebellious stage, I guess you could say. You know, it's kind of like... that wants to be free, they don't know about how to go about doing it the right way. And the problem is, is when you have children and you go through this rebellious stage, your children now are products of whatever you're going through. And so when I went through those those phases of trying to separate myself from religion, my Mm -hmm. kids experienced it. I'll kind of give you an example. Like, Mm -hmm. I went cold, like, I'm not going to church. I'll never go to church. I just (laughs) So my kids would see me not going and then they would go with their dad and it's like, well, why is she going? Mm-hmm. And my kids would hear people say things like, well, just keep her in prayer. And it was like, I didn't need prayer to get back to church. I needed prayer right. to feel what was breaking me. Exactly. So they, they're, my babies are going along the journey with me, which brings up a whole nother subject for in about <laughs> the right time. Okay. Because you, there's never a really right time, you know that, but I think that level of maturity that comes along with parent motherhood and parenthood. They're they're growing with me while I grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, you know, especially when you're in in the church, you want your children to see perfection within your parenting. Mm -hmm. 
because that is that is what you're told in so many words, yeah. right? Um, if you slip and fall, there's no grace in a lot of situations, you know? So then it becomes a mind game that you start to play with yourself. And then because you're so concerned with what the next person is going to say, you're so concerned with how your children are going to view it, you shut down. Yep. And when you, it's kind of like, I, I think we're, we are both in the, in the group, uh, she before me and in the mm-hmm. group, like when something that you just don't tolerate, I'm forgetting myself lying. And the first thing was, I can't whoop you. And I thought about all of the times that I hid behind my flaws because you you feel you feel like you're going to get spiritually spanked by people, mm. you know. And it's oh. like when you okay. think of the spiritual spanking, you mm-hmm. think of like the chastisement and the, the the whipping. And children hide from that. We so our children lie and they hide because they're afraid to get a spanking if that's the type of discipline you do. So in church, I had that fear as well. I had a fear of being spanked or punished. Mm. And whether good or bad, and I just felt like if it was against what someone else agreed with, even if it wasn't biblically wrong, mm-hmm. I, like I would get spiritually spanked. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. And see, I never thought about it like that before. I never thought of the spiritual spanking, but you're right. And that's something that it you know, for lack of a better term, haunts you. Yeah. In a way, daily, every time you every time you prepare in the morning, you know, and you hit that front door to the church, that's when it all starts playing, right? Because yeah. you have to do everything right before you get there. And that's kind of, we talked about this um, today as well. Like, okay, what are we talking about today? And the, the mm-hmm. premise of our conversation is basically, how did we break up with religion? And it's just to say that for me, I remember feeling like the church is supposed to be a place for the sick. Mm. Why is it that everybody seemed like they're well? Even when I personally didn't know your story, I felt like everybody in here was like, I'm well and I'm okay. Where does the sick go? Right. And I felt like that, that was missing, not just in my home church. This is not an attack on any church, but right. when I was going through a storm, I remember like visiting and I talked to my dad, who's my pastor, and I'm like, hey, dad, I'm going to go visit. I'm going to kind of sit. And he was so okay with it. And everywhere I went, it just felt like a bunch of well people. Mm. Not only outside, but you could see the pain on the inside. And I was like sick. I was going through a storm. And I was like, where do you go when you're sick? If everybody's mm. over here, I feel out of place because I'm, I, I know I'm not the only sick person. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you sure? I'm pretty that's sure. How, exactly, exactly, exactly right. So that's kind of how I got to that place. It was just like, I feel like, where does the sick go? Where did the sick go? And I felt like Jesus yeah. said to let them come to me. Mm. Jesus was like, every time yeah. I needed help, I just remember reading in the Bible, they went to Jesus. The mm. woman who showed blood, she touched the hem of his garment. Blind Bartimaeus screams, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Like, they, the sick. Like when Jairus' daughter died, they ran to Jesus. Absolutely. He was like, Jesus, help. So where where, where am I supposed to go when I'm sick? Right. And that's when it, the light bulb hit me. Like the system that we have isn't working if mm-hmm. those that are sick cannot go to church or go to the religious places and get well. Right, right, yeah. And and for me, um, I was... Just, just to share a little bit of my journey when it comes to when it comes to church, um, and right there is someone a viewer who said the church is the people, not the place you go, and that is very, very true. 
That's very true. We, you know, obviously the, the word says, forsake not yourself the assemblance, right? You know, so there, there's a there there's a line there. There there's a very fine line, and that's something that we'll talk talk about too in the podcast. But like for me, it was a journey. So growing up in church, and then um, because of the community that we lived in when I was growing up, I went to both Catholic church and Baptist church simultaneously. Right. Because I went to Catholic school. So that was a requirement of theirs. Right. So we would get up in the morning, we'd go to 6.30 mass, then we'd head to the Baptist church where then we would get the Sunday school. Right. Then we would get the first service. Then we get a little bit of break in between. Then we'd have a second service, then another break. And if you're not careful, you'll be there for three services on a Sunday. Right. And this was my every Sunday for years, years until I went through a point where I rebelled when I was a teenager and I didn't go anywhere. Not doing it. Can't do it. It's overload. Right. Religious overload. Right. So then as I got my early 20s, I was just going through situations back to back to back to back. And it was suggested to visit um, a megachurch that was not too far from my home at the time went to that church and I stayed there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Left that church, went to another church and stayed there for nine years. And the straw that broke the camel's back for me was I started to feel grieved about being in that building due to treatment that I was getting. And the treatment didn't just come from, you know, some of the members, this treatment was all the way up at the top. So that was that was definitely something that I said, you know what, enough is enough. Now, it may take me a little while to make a decision, but once I make it, I'm, I'm done completely. There's no going back. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, when you talk about the rebellious stage, I was like, wait, you did that in the I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took me a little longer to rebel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you um, you were a PK. I am, you know, and so I was I was kind of a PK. My my mom, um, her husband at the time was a minister. We won't talk about that. <laughs> he was he wasn't like he wasn't like uh, your dad. <laughs> that was, he wasn't a Ricky Bradshaw. Okay, he was, not, he was not Ricky Bradshaw at all. No, no, not. <laughs> no, you know. To that comment, I think, because I don't see the comments, so you're seeing them. So thanks for like mm-hmm. letting us know. But mm-hmm. about being the church, again, if we're going back to the biblical aspect of it, uh-huh. the, the people are the church, but there is a temple right. that we that we exactly. go to. There's a fellowship that we have, and that that's what you were talking about, forsaking the assembly in Hebrews, that's the place of worship. Right. So yes. People are the church, but this is a place of worship where we gather and we build community and we build fellowship. So even if, okay, I'll give you a great example. My church is very, I like to call them nomadic. We pick up and we move. We don't stay okay. in the same place for very long. That's just the way my, my dad is. When he hears God speak to move to a different, I remember I was just showing a friend of mine, we were driving. I remember when we were in a town that was like booming. The church was growing. We got this great building, classrooms everywhere, choir loft, all of this stuff. And my dad decided with prayer and the elders to sell the building. And people were so upset at him. Like, like the church split because they were like, 
this is ours. This is what we've worked so hard for. We've sown our seeds here. And he's like, the community is turning into a Vietnamese area. So he mm-hmm. sold it to a Vietnamese Christian church. And I was driving through the area and every building on both sides of the street are all in English and Vietnamese. Like it's it's like, it literally is considered Chinatown now. But have oh, okay. the only black people in that area trying to reach the Vietnamese when they have people in their area to do the, the ministry. So yes, we are the church, but God has placed us strategically in certain areas to win over some. And so growing up and having a father like that, he I'm, I, I'm inspired by him because he encourages me that there is no one way to do everything. Some people oh, get so in religious. Yes. People change the church service and we're going to turn this whole building into a circle of chairs and we're not going to face me. Like he is very nomadic because religion teaches us tradition and tradition is not bad. Let me just say that. I believe in tradition, especially for your family to build a legacy. But when the tradition and the way you do things supersedes the Holy Spirit, then there's a problem. Absolutely. A lot of that that was an issue for me. And so just like a little background. My father is a first generation Christian. My mother is like a fourth generation Christian. So she mm-hmm. comes from tradition and he doesn't come from any tradition. He he questioned everything the church was doing. It's like, why don't we do it like this? And why don't we do it like this? Whereas she was like, it's just the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I have a little mixture of both of them. Yeah. And then but I fight with that on the inside because I'm like, well. If this is how the Holy Spirit wants it to be done, we should do it this way. So mm-hmm. I was the leader, am the worship leader was for since I was 15. So I did it for a very long time. And a couple of years ago, I just basically went to my dad and was like, I need a break. Um, when, mm-hmm. I, when I got married, I did not, we did not sit down and say, what church are we gonna go to? It was just, I was only there. He had started joining, so we just started going. Right. And I think it's important that couples and families have those conversations. Is this where we want to raise our children? Is this mm-hmm. the foundation? I don't think there was anything wrong with the church that we were at, but it was just like we didn't have that conversation. Right. It was and assumed that that's where you'd be. That this is where we'll be. And I also have a loyalty to my dad. I'm very loyal to him. I've seen so many people come and go. I've seen so many people say things that I know are not true about what he, his ministry. And I'm very defensive of my daddy. I don't, you know, it's just my nature. I'm very overprotective of both of my parents, but especially him because I know his reputation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to stay by his side at all costs. I wanted to just be that loyal kid. And that's cool. Right. When you're going through your battles and you need a safe place and you can't find it because you're everybody else's safe place, where do you go? <laughs> and that's for me that was nowhere <laughs> exactly exactly and so that's kind of how I ended in the place of uncertainty that I was in but that place of uncertainty brought me closer to Christ because I didn't have anybody to depend on to define my relationship with God thank you exactly just, yeah. yep and and you know what you will you will oftentimes be placed in situations where it is just yeah. you and him and I, I toiled over my decision I did. I I toiled. It, I was restless. I, mm-hmm. I I battled with that thing um, yeah. because of where I was at the time in my life, and you know, in order to have certain positions, 
um, you, you had to be in a certain place, you know, and me, I'm not a very open person with a lot of people. So I wasn't willing to share with anyone. Um, so I just kept it all to myself because it's like the people that I should be sharing it with are going to judge me for my decision. And then the people that are over here, I don't feel like explaining it to them because my patience is not set up to do so. So I was like, a woman on an island, yes. you know, couldn't talk to anyone. I stopped praying. I, I stopped praying because it was difficult for me to face what I was about to do. It was difficult for me, for me to face that situation. So I couldn't talk to God about it. Oh, Heather. And I was bold with it. Yes, when you say that you stopped praying, I... I, like something on the inside of me just like leap because I was telling someone the other day that it got so bad to where I felt like I could manipulate God in our conversation. So I didn't want to pray anymore. Like he would already like I I acted as though I would I knew what he was going to say to me. He programmed me to feel like this is how this is supposed to be, and this is because everybody had an answer for my life except for me. Right. So I was afraid to talk to. Him. Right. right. I talked to a friend the other day and we were like, this is our father. Like we're supposed to go to God about every and anything. We got so afraid to communicate with God. That's kind of when I really knew it was a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, you, you start going through the motions, you know, like yourself, you know, I'm, I'm a singer as well. And I was up there on that stage every Sunday, you know, so um, when I'm grieved, and then, you know, a singer has, has one of the hardest jobs in the church. We have to open up with praise and worship, right? We have to open the top of the service when these people may have gone through something when they're, they're at home, right? Before they get in the car to drive to church. Ranges of emotions all over the place. We're happy, we're sad, we're depressed, we're broken, we're angry. But we have to show them how to get to God. So you almost have to turn that side off. And that's what I started doing. I turned that side of myself off because I became like a robot. I knew exactly what I needed to do and how I needed to do it to get them to where they needed to be. But I was no longer, right? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it, you know? And so I said, you know what? I'm no good for them any longer. I'm no good for them. I don't like the way that I'm being treated on this other side. Um, so I'm going to back down. And when I did that, that's, that's when I felt literally the chains breaking, break every chain by Tasha Cobb, right? The chains breaking, literally falling off of me. When I made that phone call and I told them I am done. Yes. Yeah. I I think that we both walk in transparency. (laughs) Absolutely. Because we walk in transparency. It gets us in trouble a lot, and I don't really care at this point. It does, it does, it does, right. You know, because we both have these personalities that you either you love us or you don't. <laughs> and I would rather people be like, don't be on the fence about me, you know, pick a right. side. And so having this transparent personality does not just apply with we want people to be transparent with us. We are transparent with people. Painful, Dale. It's painful. It's painful. Because I can't hide my emotions. I can't right. hide my truth. And 
when I felt like I was getting on the stage and miserable but hiding it just so that other people could get to where they needed to be with Christ. Like you said, that was a perfect point for me. I had to go training when I was 15. I took a work with leader course by a mega pastor here in Houston. And um, he did an amazing job explaining. We used this book and there was, it basically explained how our relationship with Christ does go in a, a vertical aspect where it's me and him. And then it goes mm-hmm. horizontally where it transfers from me to God's people. And right. so I learned how to use that model. But the problem is, is that when this part, portion of the connection was gone, I knew how to make it go like it was happening and it wasn't happening. And so, um, like you say, that was what my breaking point was. I probably didn't do it the right way. I really just went to my dad and was like, I'm out. <laughs> Good night. But, <laughs> and right or wrong, I do deal with those consequences of those that choice. But I will say this: at the end of the day, I know I made the right choice. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I needed to. I needed to. Oh, because when that storm hit, mm. I, I remember telling my mom, I said, "Mommy, I love God's people. I love what I do. I love serving. Mm. But what happens when you?" Literally pick up your phone to go through your list of people to pray for you, and you, there's no, no oh not my gosh, what? No. right? So that's when all of the childhood religious stuff that I learned went out the window. That's mm-hmm. when all of the uh, revivals went out of the window. That's when all of the Bible studies, all of that stuff, had to go, and I had to encounter Jesus Christ for myself. Right. That is what of breaking up with religion is. It yeah. is putting aside the ideologies of man and saying, okay, God, here it is, you and me. Right. And you're either going to speak to me and be real or everything I was ever taught was fake. And we're both on the other side saying we know that he's real. He's real. But now oh, we know that yeah. nobody told us. Right. Right. We know because we've that is like I'm I'm getting like like all warm and fuzzy on the inside because I know that this this pod is going to be a gem, right? We are gonna talk about some situations that may make a lot of people cringe. It's gonna be some revelation, right? Gonna break down some some scriptures and 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 what they really mean because we always have our own interpretation. We give ourselves peace, right? So we're going to get into that. And this person, Al, says, that's why getting it for yourself has always been most important, which is very, very true. It's about the walk. It's about your walk, your relationship, your belief, right? Not not how many Holy Ghosts we can get on that stage. It's about teaching that to your children. It's like, so how do you teach that to your kids when they're little? And it's about... One of the things I will say for sure that I've gotten from my father as well is self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do, we used to have Sunday school. He's very big about having conversations, and not. And now I'm learning that in my parenting is that yeah. we can tell our kids all day long what not to do, but are we com- are they comprehending what we're saying Absolutely. and understand why it is the way that it is? Every mm-hmm. now and then, I ask my 12 year old questions and I listen to her talk because I want to see what she understands. I don't want to hurt being the cookie cutter Sunday school answer. I want to hear what she knows. Mm-hmm. And I think that is how you begin your walk with Christ. It's a conversation. 
Like, do you really believe what you go to Sunday school and you hear? And when she questions something, I don't give her the answer. I literally pray while she's talking and I'm like, God, reveal it to her. In her own, your own way, reveal your truth to her. And I think there's so many ways that that portion of Christianity was not uh, offered to us. It was not. No. It was, this is the way, this is the truth. Now you need to accept it. And 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 I want I want the the viewers to know, and this is something that that Dale and I are, are both we are free from judgment, yeah. right? Judgment, judgment. Uh, someone asked earlier, um, and she before me, I for, I think she said, um, "What's one of our pet peeves, or what gets under our skin?" I forgot how she framed it, the question. Um, yeah. But what I said, one of mine was judgmental people. Yes. Right. Um, which is also one of the reasons why we are both here, right? Dealing with that judgment. So we are definitely not going to um, portray judgment as we're yes. explaining these situations. We're going to give everyone our truth. So we don't want anyone to get that confused, right? Absolutely. No judgment here. No judgment is allowed here. Um, without judgment, again, there's that bondage. Or excuse me, with judgment is that bondage. And somebody and I had these little skeletons dancing on my clothes. I'm telling you. And it's okay. And we 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 pray and we hope that some people hearing our story and our situations and things that we have experienced and even on some level still experience, we hope that you guys are able to get free too. Because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It, it feels so great. It really does to walk in your truth, not in your truth, but to walk in the truth. <laughs> Everybody, like, I not the truth. It feels, it does feel amazing. And right. it's a journey. I think that that's what the podcast is really all about is getting mm -hmm. to this destination, but it's always evolving. And I think with time, with experience, because we both, it's funny, we're so much alike. We, we, we laughed about that. Um, I mean, <laughs> I actually kind of talk about how I met Heather. So my daughter was asking about that. So she's like, how do you know her? Mm -hmm. um, but I met my BFF Heather from just literally a podcast. Right. I was invited to do a podcast. And right after I did a, a weight loss thing for People Magazine, and Heather reached out and I did the podcast. And I was like, I like her. And then the person was like, yeah, she's my girl crush or whatever. Okay. <laughs> This is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> finish my story, and then you can hear all my feelings for heaven. So I was like, she's so cool. And so um, I got off the face of the earth for a while. And everyone was like, where did they go? That's when I was going through my evolving with, my, <laughs> with the Lord. And <laughs> after that, I remember around the time I was getting to where I needed to be, I just reached out to Heather and we shared some common experiences. And there were so many similarities. It was scary um, beyond the blind because I was not blind then. But there's so many similarities. <laughs> the next thing I know, it was like, I remember one day messaging you saying, hey, can I call you? And I wanted to talk to you about something that was happening. And we talked. And I that whole no judgment part was a probably one of the first times I ever had a conversation with a friend. Not that I didn't feel judged, because a lot of friends don't judge you, but I felt like after I hung up, I had a, I had a, I could get up from the conversation and I can move. Mm -hmm. Every time I talked to someone, I couldn't move forward. 
I just stopped moving and I I felt better because we talked and I got it out. But when I talked to you, it was like I can move forward. It was it was it was advice, it was sisterhood, it was love, it was non-judgmental, it was I've been there before, you're gonna get through whatever you're going through. And ever since then, I may not talk to Heather every single day, but if I send her a text and we need to have a conversation, we can have that conversation. And um, we're so busy with BFFs, and I just I love her spirit. And ta-da, here we are. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Those um, those words were very sweet. I appreciate you. I, I really do. Um, you you are a light, definitely are. And we're going to be able to again just show people, you know, and and some of it may be ugly, right? We've got some ugliness. Yeah. That's back here, right? But we also have so much beauty, right? Absolutely. So I'm I'm very excited. I'm 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 excited about this journey. I'm excited for us even discovering some things that maybe we're we still need to be free on. Yeah. Right? Because we're not there. We haven't arrived yet. Not, none of us have arrived. I don't care what anybody out there thinks. None of us have arrived. We all have some growing to do. I definitely know that I've got some growing in some particular areas. And I'm like, mm, no, we're not going to do that. You know, so it's really about understanding that. Friend, I'm still pressing backspace and delete on messages. I'm like, I, 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 oh, I wish I was there always. I no, wish, I, wish I was there. Okay. I'm getting there. I, mm -hmm. I literally have people in my life to proofread my message. I'm like, was that nasty? Was that mean? Because I, I, I am a sharp sugar. I say what I mean mm -hmm. and I, I say it, but sometimes I have right. to do it with a little bit of sugar and not so much salt. <laughs> you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar, right? Okay. Like I, re I know, are you so funny? And I, I tell myself the same thing now Now with me, when I'm ready to, to fire off that text, I don't care. If I'm at that point, hide your kids, hide your wife. I'm, I'm coming. I'm going, I'm going, and I'm, com I'm coming hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and pardon? I'm not letting up. I'm not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I'm going for the dust coat. So that's something that we both need to grow in, Dale. We both yeah. need to say, okay. Some parts of the, of the world, I still kind of want We got to keep, we got People will do funny. People will be like, oh, she's changed. So she's doing this podcast now. She's mm -hmm. changed. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. There's just some things you just can't say to me. Ooh, I know. Just, I know. Just, and I love pointing it out, too. I, I love pointing out the things that you're not allowed to do to me. Right. No, no. I think I love more than anything. I love egging you on. Yeah, you, you do, because I'm I get fired up, and I'm not sure if she is watching right now. Tiffany, Tiffany Simmons, is she before me? She texts me all the time, like, "Calm down." All right, all right, bulldog, back up. You know, because you about to ready to go. Good I'm like, Lord, here she go at three. <laughs> See? People would try it, and you have such a small, you have a very soft Anita Baker voice. I come oh, with Anita you. Baker, you, why are you gassing me up tonight, Dale? Girl, when I see my Tony Braxton, Barry White be kicking in. <laughs> when you say stuff, and it's so sweet, and like, people just think that you're just so like, 
Heather's not gonna go there. Heather's gonna go there. She gonna pass though. She gonna make a U-turn, come back around again. Then she gonna back up and reverse and do it one more time. And then she and collect smoke. and collect two hundred dollars. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, but I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Um, Gigi says she is 61. Praise God for that, Gigi. And she is still growing. And as long as God gives us breath, we will still continue to learn something new each and every day. That's my auntie. Hi, auntie. Hi, auntie Gigi. That is my auntie. Yeah, she's amazing. And she's not just saying that. She is one of the humblest, sweetest people you'll ever meet. And so I kind of want to be like her when I grow up. I really want to still be involved. I kind of want to be like a smart mouth 60 year old. I can just tell people off. Because <laughs> you don't care. You don't care. I, look, I'll be 40 in about a month and a half. And I have my ticket okay. last night. <laughs> so excited. So excited. So, um, I'm at that point now, and I think it really started when I was 35, gonna be 36. That's when I started saying, you know what? Oh, well. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> Don't get it. Live. Yep. We'll live. We'll... Yep. Deal with it. You don't have to like me. I have to be everything for everybody at all times and make everybody happy and make everybody like they'll live. They'll live. No. It, it will be okay. Mm -hmm. That yeah. happened. That was so you said 35. I'll be 34 in November. Our birthday's mm -hmm. included. Um, um, on the 22nd of November, I'll be 34. And that was, I don't think necessarily age for me, it was experience. Mm -hmm. things in life and learn how to say no and learn I could not be available. And if we're talking about religion, learning that I did not have it all together spiritually. So I was like, listen, I am so used to being in the front, telling everybody and preaching and going in about the mm -hmm. Lord where I needed some, like, I needed someone on Jesus' time. And so experience was really what got me to this place. I had to go through some things where I could not be there spiritually for anybody, let mm -hmm. alone myself. So once I got there, it was like, wait a minute. My value in my work used to be in what I did right. and not who I am in Christ. So exactly. now my value self-worth is simply just because I am who God created me to be. Not mm -hmm. the type that I do for everybody. Once I got that and once I realized that my worth wasn't in the stuff, I was like, well, I don't have to do anything for anybody anymore unless I really want to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's okay. And they'll be okay. And I don't have to run down to the church. My mom used to tell me that. You don't have to run down to the church every time those doors open. What? Because I, wa I watched her get free when I was growing up. Mm. Right? Um, she told me that and I said, you know what? This was shortly before my mom passed away five years wow. ago. When she told me that, wow. I said, okay, because you said it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said I don't have to do it anymore. It's freeing because I realized, and you know, this we can talk about this in another episode, but once I lost my sister, we talk about grief in the church, mm -hmm. but once I lost my sister, I realized that when she passed away, her position and her job was posted like a few days later. And 
it was a reminder. And then I needed to take some time off for other things. It was a reminder that your position, no matter if it's in corporate world or church, is replaceable. You are not right. replaceable. Right. And so, no, I may not be able to leave work. I remember every time I had a baby, two to three, like three weeks after. <laughs> Let me stop you. I'm going to stop you right now. I'm sorry. You just said every time you have a baby. <laughs> it's a lot of y'all. So I got, I'm sorry, Dale. I had to say it. Not after the, the first three, so the, my daughter, the eight year old, and after twins, every time I would be like, okay, three weeks, three weeks is all I got in me. And then I got to go up there, and nobody put their pressure on me. That was all me feeling like that again. Man. That was really important. I was not feeling important at home three weeks. I, postpartum, I feel like I needed to get back into that thing. Mm-hmm. I just needed to keep myself busy and doing stuff. And church life to keep you busy. So you feel like you're important because you, you, know, you, know, you know this and you know that. It totally does. Look, I was back one week after a hysterectomy. See? And my mama was I was, I was definitely. So yeah, like I said, these are some stories. We could talk about this for hours, hours. And we would love, you know, viewers, if you guys have topics that you want us to discuss, things that you want to hear, let us know. Absolutely. We, we, we love it. We love it. All love it. <laughs> and I just don't want anybody to think, oh my God, is this a gossip chain? No, it's like a human. <laughs> you know, you we'll take that offline. We can get caught up with like stories. Right. It's really at the end of every episode, we just want to have like a moment of healing. Like, listen, this is what we went through. This is not what we're going through. Because a lot of times if I post something on social media, people really need to understand. If I'm talking about it, I'm over it. Mm, seriously. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I, I don't, you're not, y'all are not my journey. Okay? Not my therapy. I have, I got a good one. I got a good one. I know I love mine. Yeah. Uh, I know she, she she's probably looking for me actually, but <laughs> I know she's she's looking for me. But I feel the same way. Like even me with Facebook, I I had to unfriend slash block everyone that was at my last church home because my last church home caused me so much pain, yeah. not joy, but pain. They they caused me so much pain. That I said, oh my God, this is like the twilight zone. I could not believe, I, I couldn't, I still can't believe some of the things that happened there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to unfriend, block, you, you got to go. I can't share these things. So there are some things I may post every now and again, and I'm free to do that if I want to, if I want to have a conversation without someone wanting to sit me down from a position that I have, right? It's not necessary. I'm good. Like, or if I say, you know, I talk about support a lot or da da da. Girl, God is with you. You don't need. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm right. I anything on social media that I have not arrived to. Mm-hmm. I want my thoughts to be also. I want to present. I don't want to present a perfect Dylan. I want to present a thought out person. Like before she pressed send or before she pressed post, she thought this through. Mm-hmm. It was fire fingers. And I just decided because I was in my feelings real quick to say what I had to say. No, this platform isn't for that. 
is thought out conversations that we've had and we're discussing with each other and with our those that are close to us in our circles and we are we it is something that we're not just going through or have gone through it's, it's something that we see across you know the board and i love the fact that we're from two different states we're from two different family dynamics yeah from areas of town like we we but we both can come together and identify with some of these things so i think a lot of people will do the same doesn't yes. matter where you're from yes thank you thank you so much this was awesome absolutely Right, first one, first one, many more to come. So we wanna thank you guys for joining Broke Up With Religion. When the podcast is ready to go, we will share it with y'all. So will we be able to save this, Heather, and put this on Instagram? We're gonna do all that, working, working, working. Heather is the podcast guru. Oh my gosh, (laughs) why are you saying these things? You talk like you love Jesus, let's go. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I love to I love to podcast. Um, I actually have another podcast It's called In the Thick and yes. that we are coming back with In the Thick tomorrow night. Dope. So in the thick, we'll be talking about some other things. We <laughs> it's some it's some other real to life situations. Yes. And that is a show that is um done with uh, my sister friend Victoria Carter. So we will be back tomorrow wow. night. Very oh, excited. Should, I it will make your heart race sometimes. Definitely. Definitely. There's some, there some things we have touched on. We, we struck a nerve uh, several times and we'll continue to do so though. So I'm okay Thank with that. Thank you. And I support yeah. you. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you dearly. Love you, love you, love you lots. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed Any comments or questions for us, please leave them in the comment section below and we'll do our best to answer them. Yes. Bye, y'all. Happy Sunday. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. See ya.